From Studio 666, South of Heaven, Jake Bannerman and Horror Inc. bring you The Dark Room, the podcast that explores all things horror. Nobody will hear you, but now uh, is the time so to pray. It's uh, Jake, Dark Room Podcast. Um, so I have COVID, and I'm at home for five days, so I'm recording the um, monologue intro thing here. Um, a little early because I have nothing to do. So I'm just kind of sitting around thinking, hey, I could do some of the podcasts right now. And I actually sound pretty cool. Sound a little bit like Wolfman Jack, and I'm okay with that. And I'm not okay with the fact that a lot of you don't know who that is. But that's okay, too. I mean, I'm fucking old. It's just how it is. This is the Darkroom Podcast. Uh, hey, each time we do one of these, man, um, we get more popular and more popular. Uh, I think this is episode six, right? Oh, so we have five episodes out there. I know we've broken the top uh, 35 in comedy and the top 100 in metal charts. Thank you to Merciful Kate and uh, all of the labels out there sending music. And to, the, and to the ones that I've said send your music to and you're not sending me music, I will contact all your bands and tell them that I've told you to send their music and that you won't. Yeah, I mean, why not? If you're not going to do your job, I don't have any problem like telling them that they're paying you to do PR and you're not doing it for them. I fucking love that. That's that's the reason I got run out of the PR world is because I was telling all the bands, hey, you're paying people who are doing their jobs. It's you know, And it's the same thing that's kind of going on here in the book world. I'll get run out of the book world eventually because I'm like, hey... This is all a big fucking scam. I can I can draw it out on you know a rubric on paper for you exactly how this works. So, which is true, by the way, it's a complete and utter scam. Um, yeah. So I think we get some interviews coming up later. I, I, I right now my brain is so fuzzy on um, cold medicine. Um, I don't I don't know, but I I just finished a. Um, a book review because Hess is, you know, uh, wants me to do those because people say they want to hear them. Um, All Signs Point to Hell, Volume 2, is what I just did uh, by Kylie Ray, which I didn't mention anything during the review about wanting to see Kylie Ray's boobs. So I will, number one, say you should be proud of me for that. But, but number two, I'll mention that right here at the beginning of the show. Yeah, Kylie, just, I wouldn't mind if you would show me a picture of your boobs i'm okay with that um cool book i mean good great cover really good cover uh some cool ideas in there um you'll hear more about that later i i I did a real rough copy and i sent it to hess and i was like just chop that shit up and make it cool because i you know i'm sick i'm not in a good mood i don't feel good but um, i love the cover and there was some there was some cool stuff um anyway yeah the book review thing is kind of a touchy subject with me but you know we'll see Hess, as always, has got me really set up with amazing stuff. So, I mean, it's it's made it really easy. And I think that she's figured out in the months that we've worked together, she's like, okay, the only way I can get that motherfucker to do things is if I set it up just right to where he has the least possible amount of work and as much incentive as possible. And she's totally right. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. She's right. Look, I don't. I don't have time for a lot of shenanigans. I don't have time to. You know, um, this is one of the reasons I don't um, 
submit my work to more places or or submit to be in you know different books or whatever because i don't have time fuck off i don't look if you want my work in your book just let me know and i'll throw you a story and then we're done that's the way it works for me i'm not gonna triple space it and you know and uh, make a paper airplane out of it and throw it west in the sky and cast a spell you want my shit just let me know i'll send it to you and then i'm done with it go use it leave me alone i don't need any more information just let me know when it comes out so i can tell people it's that easy beyond that same thing with Hess. i'm like okay send me the book and let me know the info i'll, I'll talk about it maybe and she's like okay fuck i'll do all that and then of course she does it and then i'm like okay cool there we go um there's music right now uh the dark room the uh, people here do love the metal we got the fucking metal right here angelus come on i just made that cool angelus. intro Exodus. metal Metal!
I'm not even real, and I think this show is dumb as shit. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, it looks like I've got a signal. Okay, so I am filming this. I seem to get a lot of positive reaction last time with the podcast filming thing, so here we go. I definitely wanted to talk about this during the show. It's enough to get people riled up, so hey, there's somebody just sent me something. So the whole Christmas thing, you know, a lot of people out there, um, you know, their brains get taken over with greed and guilt and money and all that shit. And then there are the people like me who are fully aware that it's a stolen holiday. It started as Yule, you know, I get it. Thank you. Please hold on. I'm sorry if you guys can hear those beeps. It's a stolen holiday. And the, the thing that I wanted to point out was nobody should be surprised about this. Christianity is the leader of thieves. I mean, they, they literally went into people's land and said, you know, convert or we'll kill you. And uh, wait, they, they did kill them if they didn't convert. Um, and then they had the audacity to have the Ten Commandments, which both, you know, it says don't steal and don't kill, which they both have done in the name of their religion for, I don't know, since the beginning of time. Yeah, I'm with you, everybody who's, you know, quasi anti-Christmas or whatever, but it, and it's almost as much fun to watch people make idiots of themselves for Christmas at the same time, because they will and they do, but I'm pro Yule. It just, I just thought I'd point out, too. A lot of people, you know, take Christmas very seriously. Oh, my God, you know, it's very spiritual and, and everything. Just be real and realize that it's not the biblical thing that you think it is. And if that's news to you, surprise! But it shouldn't be news to you. It's like Santa. It's not real. Anyway, I mean, you can have your meaning in the North Star and the Wiseman and all that. That's fine. But just stop trying to fight. If you are trying to fight against the truth about it, just stop. You're making yourself look stupid. Historically, your version is way down the line in believable folklore. I mean, just because everybody around you believes it and, and does it, that doesn't make it true. Anyway, I wanted to throw that into this week's episode because Christmas time is always a, like a time where I'm just like, I, so many sheep, so many people who have no fucking idea what they're doing, but they look so confident doing it and they're blowing so much cash. And I mean, you know, okay, yeah, I kind of have to laugh at people who want to blow that much cash on something that they know nothing about. Don't get me started on the people marching in the streets right now about not knowing what they're protesting. That's a whole different story, and I'm sure that Hess will edit that out. <laughs> she keeps me safe. Well, she tries anyway, and that itself is a job. Uh, more music coming up now on the darkroom. Uh, I, I can't read what it says. Something Unnatural End, I think is the name of the song. You know the deal. They send it, I play it. I, that's about it. Here we go. Want to be heard around the world? 
Leave a message on the telephone at plus one, 405-595-0083. I will make sure Jake doesn't call and hit on your mom. Oh yeah, that's a headbanger, Jake. Where the hell did you get that song from? Well, if your ears aren't bleeding, I feel like my eyeballs are bleeding right now. First of all, I think I may have mentioned this earlier, but uh, my apologies, guys. I, I have COVID, and uh, it sucks. I can't. I can't breathe. I can't talk. I can't sleep. So it's, um, it's, it is a wonderful life. Very merry fucking Christmas. Um, part of the reason why this all probably sounds very discombobulated is because I've done it in different pieces when I've not been asleep or super stoned on medicine 
or whatever. So my apologies for this probably not being the most smooth show ever. Even though, you know, the show gets bigger every week and we keep having awesome interviews, which is amazing to be. I, I, people should really vet the show that they go on before they go on. Just throwing that out there. Um, I just got done with an interview with uh, Lisa um, over in London, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no fucking idea what she said. She was, it was like trying to listen to Def Leppard. I, I, I just, it, it was wonderful sounding. I mean, it was beautiful. It was, you know, English, British accent. Lovely girl. And really nice. And the reason that I, the reason that I chose to speak to her, it, as you'll hear in the interview, is um, she's super supportive every day. She puts up a writer's lift up on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Elon's Musk, whatever. So I chose to speak to her. I, I didn't really understand what she said, but she deserves the attention you guys should go hunt her down she does have a book and she's a singer and all kinds of stuff i only know that because i read it on twitter because all i heard from the interview was then i asked her if she would you know tell jillian anderson that i loved her um and then also uh the other interview the guy from alabama with the real thick accent he uh he sounds like uh one of them guys that can walk up to a girl at a bar and say, I'd like to run you like a NASCAR circuit. And they would go, Oh my God, that's so sweet. Anyway, yeah, so there's that. I know that Hess said that you guys are really wanting book reviews. So we experimented with one. Um, I did what I like to call the full frontal review of a book called Something About Hell. Anyway, I'm sure she'll catch you up on that. Um, then I'm going to let her play with it and edit it and bounce it around. And, and then I'm sure we'll have that, um, next, next show, uh, because I'm not interested in putting any pressure on her. It is a uh, 7.04 PM, December 20th in the year of our Lord. Wait, your Lord tired, sick. I'm here for you though. We're doing this thing. Once again, I've tried to call Robert Rumry and, uh, that little northeastern Maine rugrat couldn't get a hold of him. I can't wait to talk to him. It'll be fun. Also, um, got interest from Greg from Age of Fire to, for doing an interview, which we definitely will. Definitely. Greg and 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 Crow, Robert Rumery, are guys that have known me for years, and they're still around. That is, that, look, that's in itself says a lot. You just, people don't last in my lives. Hess, you know, even though she probably has a voodoo doll of me and sets it on fire, which I totally understand. Um, but people that have been around in my life a long time, very rare. So I can't wait to talk to them uh, on the air. Um, this is episode number six. Uh, there's music. I don't know who it's from. That's just kind of, but it's there. It's metal. We're doing good in the metal charts on, on Mixcloud, which is pretty cool. It's Spotify. Apparently, we're doing really well, over 1,400. Um, so I really want to say thanks to everybody that's listening. And I think that's all. Make sure and visit the TikTok, the Instagram, the Facebook, the social media. I'm thinking about starting an OnlyFans. Mm. Don't you know you want to see this hunk of burning love naked? I'm sorry. I, I, I actually heard you vomit. Alyssa, how do you deal with this moron?
Jake, did you schedule the post for this week's episode? Or are we just hoping our listeners are psychic? Scheduled? Yes, of course, I scheduled them. I think, wait, did I? This is why I stick to haunting, less to remember. I've already taken care of it, Jake. You'd forget your own show if it wasn't for me. I know, I know, you're the boss. I'm just the guy who talks too much. And forgets too much. I don't know what we'd do without her, Jake. Despite I hate this matriarchal situation, I've let Lilith come on top of my head, too. Hmm. The lower head loves it, too. It's really fun having Satan as a producer. Just saying that. Um, so, real quickly, I wanted to... Uh, Hess also mentioned since the last episode that you guys really want to hear like some movie reviews and stuff like that. I have said it for years since I've podcasted for years I'm going to say it again I'm going to continue to tell you much like sex it's always better when you have interaction you want to know what I think about a movie ask me just just dial up the old telephone text me hey what do you think about this movie you can dial the whatsapp 405-836-9000 hey Jake what do you think about this movie and I'll tell you, <laughs> crazy. I know I'm, it's it's absolutely insane, but I'm more than glad to tell you guys my um my views on anything, yeah, movies, books, politics, music, whatever. But the whole read your mind thing, I'm I'm not there yet. I I I can't deal with my own brain, much less reading others. So yeah, I mean, if you want something on the podcast. Just let me know. Doesn't mean I'm gonna do it. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna do certain things. But if you want to know about a movie or a book or music or you know politics, religion, those are fun things. I love to talk about those. They they piss people off. Um. So yeah, it's it's this whole deal that I I seem to have a lot of trouble getting people to respond to. Is that this is whole lot more fun when I have somebody else with me unfortunately there's a lot of like alone time so I mean just throwing that out there just letting you know that it's a little lot more fun if you uh, want to get involved um, let's just bring a bottle of baby oil and you know a rubber chicken and a bowling pin I mean we're on um, yeah also wanted to say uh, for those of you who follow the TikTok, or for those of you who do not follow the TikTok, you want to learn more about uh, Jake Bannerman and the mental health extravaganza, um, TikTok is a great place to do it. Um, because I intentionally am setting that up to be just a story about this journey and this mission uh, of what I'm doing. I know a lot of people, we don't talk about it a lot on the show, the books. But everything that I do is all about mental health and suicide prevention, 100% all the time. Even the stupid shit that I say. Sometimes I say the stupid shit just to get people to pay attention. There's a reason for all this, and that's saving lives, and that's helping. Uh, by the way, we will get started uh, once the new year starts um, on the domestic violence uh, thing. I've come up with the hashtag of uh, FIFO, you know, FIFO. I don't, yeah, fuck around and find out is what it means. Um, but I'll just go ahead and you know start a little bit early in the year. I know that Christmas is coming up in just five days, so um, this maybe not the most like magical Christmas message. Um, but I have a real simple message on the whole domestic violence thing. Um, if you're a man and you hit a woman, you're a fucking pussy. 
Okay? You're a pussy. You're a pussy. You're a coward. And you should have your nuts taken off of you. End of story. I mean, there's no, there's no like, gray line. There's no red line. There's no blurry area. If you fucking hit a woman, you should die. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. I grew up in a household, uh, an abusive household. My mom, my sister, my brothers, me. We all, we all felt the wrath. And I love my dad. I mean, I absolutely adore him. He's my hero. But he's a thousand percent wrong. And the minute that he laid his hands on my mom or my sister or any other woman, he should have lost his balls. And the whole uh, domestic violence thing is going to be a very simple message. And I'm going to take it as far as I can take it um, and try to help people in domestic violence situations. Yes, I do understand there are men in violent situations as well. Of course, we want to help them. But the main issue is the women out there that are getting mistreated and beat and hurt. That shit shit ain't going to fly. So we'll talk more about that, uh, of course, as the new year begins. But it's always, always an open subject. Horror Inc. is the TikTok. And make sure and check it out. It's a whole, like, documentary of my insanity. I'd love it if you guys um, got involved there. Then also Kill Vela 3 coming out first. I think we're going to make it by the end of the year. I know we'll have it out digital available by January 1. I can guarantee that. I don't know about the paperback yet, but we're working on it. So this is The Dark Room with Jake, and uh, we would love for you to call the telephone and tell us how much you love us and you know, send me dirty pictures. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, so more stuff here in a minute, like music and things. Okay, folks, who ate the last donut? I was saving that one. Donut? What donut? I saw no donuts. Did you, Lucifer? Me? I'm more of a souls of the damned for breakfast kind of guy. Donuts are a human thing. I know it was you, Jake. It's not good for your diabetes. Next time the donuts are in the lock and key. Lock and key? Now that's just donut cruelty. Agreed. Donuts should be free like sex. We have right to it. Yeah, so one of the things that I uh, have talked about online quite a bit and not really on the show is um, ARC readers. Look, I mean, I totally understand that um, you read books, advanced reading copy. That's what ARC means for those of you not in the literary world. Basically, there are people that read your book before you release them, and they are supposed to give you, you know, kind of a review, some pointers, an overview, what they thought of the book, yada, yada, yada. But there are a lot of them that don't. Like, you send your book to them. Like, and a lot of them are like, Oh, um, yeah, my my head hurts if I read digital. I, I only accept physical copies. Which, physical copies are things that we have to purchase ourselves and send away. Which takes away from any profit we might make. That goes to the ARC reader who is too good for digital books. So, my issue is, is that if I'm going to send you a physical book for you to read as an ARC, you better review it. You better do what you say you're going to do. And if you don't, you're a common thief. Let's so say you're, you're a lying thief. That's all you are. You're nothing more. You're taking away from somebody's possible... Well, you're taking money out of... You're taking food out of my kid's mouth, really. If you want to get into the brass tacks of it. So if you're going to be an ARC reader and you're not going to do a review, cool. Fine. And if, a, and if an author is stupid enough to send you a hard copy or they have enough money to do that or whatever, that that's great. There's no problem. 
But if you're an ARC reader that says, I'm going to review your stuff and I'm going to give you some pointers and outlines and I send you a physical copy and you don't do that, then you're a fucking thief and I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> Hope you're okay with that. So a lot of people out there in the uh, social media world disagree with my view totally. They're like, that's just part of the business. No. Being a kind human being is how you should be all the time, 24-7. And taking away from people's monetary gain is not being a good person. So, to all of the ARC readers that don't do reviews and have people send them physical books, you can suck my dick. And um, don't plan on getting any physical shit for me, because uh, that ain't happening, boss. I don't give physical books away. Yeah, so, good luck for all the people that you swindle and fuck over. We appreciate that. Yeah, so I thought I'd go ahead and throw that out there too. I'm sure that'll raise a lot of fucking eyebrows and people will get crazy and mad and be like, oh my god, you're, you're so mean and then they, what if they don't want to be mean and they didn't like your book? Well, then tell me you don't like the fucking book. That's why I sent it to you. That's how writers learn. That's how writers grow. But they don't want to be mean. Well, taking money out of my hands is fucking mean. So pick one. Right. I think we've already talked about the Yule thing and you <laughs> Christians uh, stealing, you know, stealing the holiday. But that's okay. And the, the, the thing about it is anymore, I'm not, even, I'm not even upset. I don't even care about that. It's just funny to me how many millions, I mean millions of people are completely brainwashed into the fact that this is uh, based on Jesus' birthday. Um, no, it's not. And just watching all the shit on TV and, and, and the people around me in the world go ape shit. They're either, you know, ignorant, which is most likely the case, or they just refuse to know the real truth about Christmas because it's not really anything to do with Jesus at all. But thanks. Check back in around Easter and I'll let you know about that one too. So, surprise. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's the Darkroom Podcast and a uh, really, really sick Jake B. And um, more music and stuff coming up. I think we're done with everything here. So I think I've got one more one more little me talking to you piece. In which I'll probably beg for women to call me and adorn me and love me. And other stupid shit. You know, same, same. Normal stuff. It's a dark room with a sniffle. I'll be back. Ah, Satan knows how to hold his vodka. And when it comes to romantics, I'll tell you a story what happened to me once. Okay, so, we're in the bathtub. Oh, wow. You showered. Me and Lilith. Yeah, like, it happens to us every now and then, once in a while. Okay, and we're, like, making out in the bathtub and everything's hot. It's cool, you know. But at some point, like, I am giving advances for something else. And she enjoys it. But all of a sudden, she looks me in the eyes and, man, her eyes were that big. And she tells me, Lucy, dear, I need to fart. And I'm like, what? Now? Yes, now! She tells me, and she makes this face where you know you can barely hold it, and adds up. I can't hold it. And as she says this, I know I gotta get out of this damn bathtub as fast as I can. And I begin to crawl out, man. But I can't get out quick enough. And then, this happens. She did it. Oops, I did it again. I'm sorry, darling. As she released it, I run for my dear skin. Cause literally, you know, the sulfur she farts can give you a total skin tone makeover. Man, you don't need any solarium or bleach. And the last thing I need is to look like Michael Jackson. Dude, we already changed our curtains twice this year. Hey there, this is Chris Carlson tuning into the Dark Room Podcast from Christchurch, New Zealand.
Ladies and gentlemen, before we plunge into the chilling tale that awaits us, please be advised that the following content is entirely fictional and intended for entertainment purposes only. The authors and creators of this work do not recommend, endorse, or instill any of the methods, actions, or behaviors depicted in this story. The events, characters, and scenarios you're about to hear are products of the author's imagination. The creators of this audio story cannot be held responsible for any actions, thoughts, or emotions that may arise during or after listening. Horror stories can be intense and unsettling, so please be mindful of your own comfort level. Now with that disclaimer in mind, if you're ready to brave the unsettling world of shadows, turn up the volume, hold your breath, and let the haunting tale begin. Scarecrow's Lament, written by Jake Bannerman. It was almost laughable how cliché the daily grind of existence was in this dead-end Texas town. Nothing happened here. Everyone's life was known. The weird kids at the high school. The town drunk who sat outside the corner store pouring liquor into his mouth from the shaking bottle. Nothing was kept a secret. Nothing except for this. This was one of those secrets everyone kept because no one was brave enough to talk about it and dredge up the horrors of the past. Pushed to the side and forgotten, it had been buried away until it was nothing more than a whispered legend. But nothing stays buried forever. When word reached us of what happened, I remember staring out the window into the sand, covered nothingness. Though I should have been shocked and horrified by the news I had heard, all I could think of was how it was about goddamn time that this lonely little town finally had something to talk about. Does that make me a wrong person? Hell no. Not when you consider what it was that had happened. I suppose the shocking thing was that we had all ignored the elephant in the room until now. This had been coming for so long, 49 years now to be precise. But everybody shockingly missed it. We were all stuck on autopilot, pretending everything was fine and dandy. It wasn't. But before I explain what shook us all so badly, you must understand one thing. On more than one occasion, there have been acts of violence and strange happenings in Texas, just as in any other form. However, this inexplicable was something else altogether, something more terrible than anything that had come before. And now, we are going to it. Everyone in the room stood numb on the spot, staring in shock and awe, still and petrified with horror. The audience listened, filled with terrible anticipation of what was about to come. It happened 49 years ago, and for 49 years, not a single word had passed the lips of the infamous Greta O'Hare. Her crimes, though never spoken aloud in public, were legendary. It was the only thing this little town was known for. It was the woman who raped a scarecrow. She ripped apart the bodies of travelers who were lost and unfortunate enough to have crossed her path. She used their severed and broken body parts to create her botched man. But no, such a simple explanation did not do justice to her story. She used this rotted and fetid scarecrow as her sex slave. She had taken the penises of the men she had captured and animals, cows and horses, amongst others. She interchanged them as they became too rotten to use for her intended purposes. 
The body of Hay, with limbs made of a tree branch and abused human remains, had only one foot, a partial arm, a brutally severed torso stitched together with twine and a gaping hole in the chest where the soft tissue of a now cannibalized heart had once lived. The scalp of the decapitated head had been sewn together by two separate owners, one blonde and one brown. A lamp sat in the corner of the barn on an old wooden table, illuminating the phonograph player next to it. Soft music notes streamed from the large curved horn atop the player, and as it filled the barn, Greta's young body swayed from side to side. She pranced around provocatively in her version of the murderous burlesque dance, imagining that she was, in her way, arousing and readying the butchered corpse. As the song ended, she would begin to crawl on all fours, swinging her hair back and forth and licking her lips, flaunting her youthful body to the dead as she lewdly caressed herself in anticipation of the sickening erotic adventure she was about to embark on. As she continued to writhe about on the floor, her sweating body gleaming in the harsh light of the lamp, she chose from her vile collection which dead-skinned penis would be the subject of her attention that night. Holding each one up to study it critically, she kissed it. She wrapped her tongue around it as if it belonged to a long-lost lover before selecting one and fashioning it onto the torso, entrenched with death's unmistakable stench. She yearned to ride upon it with the stiffened and dead cock inside her body, hoping that death's ejaculation could finally soothe her black soul. With this scene of depravity being sighted on the north side of the secluded barn, it was little surprise that it continued for so long without the notice of anyone but those who were invited to watch. They stared hungrily through the peepholes drilled into the walls solely for just that purpose. The titillation and satisfaction of those who knew of the macabre dance of the Scarecrow. And from what we know now, it went on for years. The gate of perversion had been opened, the horrors that were witnessed, untold and unknown of then, in even the sickest of circles. Not only had the woman ripped the bodies apart, but she had also clumsily stitched them together like Frankenstein's monster, sometimes going for days at a time. If anyone was to see her workplace, they'd get mind-boggled with all blood-stained bedsheets and dirty hairs spread around, matted by the clots of blood clumped in them. What was it, we all wondered, that gave her the strength to tear those men apart? We'd never know. And now, the gathered assembly stood still, too shocked for speech, as the mad woman's voice echoed around the hall, though it was barely more than a hoarse, cracked whisper. She insisted, on those select few who knew, that she was doing only the Lord's work. There was a foul coven of elderly men who stood and watched her antics, furiously masturbating away as they watched the young girl raping the abused and putrid corpse. Her father reaped the financial benefits from the hungry audience as she writhed on top of a decomposed cock, moaning all the time like some cheap saloon whore. And during all this time, they stroked furiously at their withered cocks, dreaming of the sexual perversions that they lived out by watching a girl fucking a corpse. They were stunned and confused to see her standing before them now. After all, she had been diagnosed with mental retardation and had not spoken a word since she had been rescued from the barn and brought here to the Institute. Until today, 
She had spent every day of the intervening 49 years doing nothing but obediently going through the motions of life, eating, sleeping, and defecating upon command until today. When she had come walking so calmly through the hall, her hands covered in blood, and yet more blood slowly dripping down from her chin, everybody had frozen. Not a soul even thought to check where the blood had come from. They just watched and listened as she began to proclaim with all her might how she had once more done the Lord's work, her deadened eyes growing ever darker with each phrase that she uttered. When she finished speaking, she crumpled to the ground, her frail body striking the floor with a sickening crack as her skull bounced back. She lay there limply, her feet twitching and her eyes thrashing from side to side in their sockets. Her hands stretched out as if moved by the devil itself, and she dipped it in the blood that was pooling from under her. With trembling fingers, she scribbled something. We saw and knew what that meant, a simple arrow pointing back to her room. Then she went still. Confused, we followed the direction, horrified and curious about what we would find there. And in that room, we stumbled upon a view of something that made almost every man in the room puke their guts out. We saw her male roommate lying in an unnatural position on the bed. We instantly knew he was dead. There was a gruesome gaping hole on his crotch. The rims of the sickening wound were still fresh. The poor guy has bled out to death. But his smeared with blood mouth held the most horrific bite ever. His cock, torn away from his body, was shoved brutally down his throat. Explore Jake Bannerman's disturbing horror craft on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Smashwords. Get exclusive access to his narrated works when you subscribe to his content on Patreon, or purchase directly from his Patreon shop, his Gumroad shop, or WhatsApp catalogue available on plus one, four zero five eight three six nine zero zero zero. Follow Jake through the darkness of the nightmares on his website, www.jake-bannerman.com, on Instagram as Horror Inc. Jake, on TikTok as Horror Inc., and on Facebook as Horror with Heart. We hope to make you come back for more. Oh my God, no wonder why this guy can't get laid. In the South of Heaven studios, John Ryland, kind enough to join us, or, or slumming it to join us, if you will. Um, John, I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast, but... Uh, the way it works is I know nothing about you. My executive producer knows everything about you. Um, so tell everybody what you do, where you're from, how they can find your books, how they can send you nudie pictures without you getting caught in trouble. Okay. Well, first of all, Jake, thanks for having me. Definitely not slumming. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful, glad to be here. But uh, I am John Ryland. I am a writer of... Uh, dark southern gothic psychological uh suspense thrillers there's a lot of adjectives there but uh kind of kind of have a pretty wide range in what i do but it's all dark and it's all um twisty and mysterious and supernatural so it's, i have a lot of fun with it um you can find everything that i have on my website which is at gspressbooks.com. Uh, my little imprint that I run here is uh, Nat Smoke Press. And uh, 
So everything you, you want to know about me is on the website, gspressbooks.com. For everybody who didn't understand clearly, GS Press. I found out Monday I have COVID, so I'm completely stoned on medicine right now, so don't expect much from me. Um, everything that you said, psychological, dark, gothic, those are you know great things, supernatural. What bit you to make you want to write a book? Well, I've, I've always written. I, I, I used to uh, actually, believe it or not, I uh, began writing a lot of poetry uh, and short stories and they tended to be less flowery poetry and more dark poetry. No. So I kind of started working more on my short story aspects, worked on that a, a good bit. And then um, I took a hiatus for a short while, um, 19 years. And when I, did, I didn't write anything. And uh, in January of 2018, I decided, you know what, I, I woke up with just this overwhelming desire to write this particular book and um i sat down and knocked the the first draft out in two weeks and um it was just a an avalanche after that first book man i always knew that i wanted to write and I, i wanted to to put stuff out there but just life and crap just got in the way yeah and um you know, it kind of kept me from doing it until the time was right. And when the time was right, it just poured out. Like, it's really interesting to hear you talk about that because um, I took a 10-year hiatus. I, You know, I wrote two books, and then I disappeared for 10 years. And then uh, a friend of mine uh, was just like, you need to write again. And I was like, all right, whatever. Tell me what you want me to write about. And they gave me a little synopsis, and I was like, cool. And then I wrote a book. And kind of like you, it was all... It just flew back in. I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, so after after I wrote my first book in January of 2018, yeah, I wrote it, uh, going through the edits and back and forth with my editor, and I ended up self-publishing uh, just due to impatience, I guess. And right. But I remember thinking after it was published, I was like, well, now what? You know, Now what do I do? I don't have any any ideas you know i was like well i'm, I'm gonna be a one-hit wonder you know right and, but i've written 10 novels since then so. holy jesus yeah i don't think i'll ever get to 10 novels. i've almost given up on the novel thing so real quickly uh if you're not familiar with the podcast a lot of it it's it's built to be you know scary and horror and rah, but it's really a comedy podcast um to kind of get away from all the seriousness and bullshit of life so I have to bring up, I've never interviewed anybody with a stronger accent than I do. Are you from Tennessee, Kentucky? Alabama. Now, okay, well, okay. All right. So, yeah, man, that's. I'm going to tip my hat to a very, very uh, thick accent, and I'm sure uh, the ladies love that. Well, here it's kind of commonplace. Oh, it's I guess. Not so much... Um, but when I do travel, I do get that a lot. Yeah, man, I, I I didn't mean to go in this direction with this, but accents are something that I think are really important in writing, to bring characters to life. Because it tells a lot about you, where you're from, how you were raised, etc. So I, I was just thinking to myself, damn, he's got a thick accent. So real quickly in the next minute or two, uh, tell us who your influences were. Well, you know, I, I grew up 
uh, reading a, a lot of mysteries. Like, uh, I, I guess I started out in elementary school with like the Hardy Boys mysteries. Absolutely. Things like that. And, yeah. And then I sort of graduated as I got older to some of the, you know, Poe. I read a, a ton of his stuff. Right. Um, of him, you know, of course, later on, Stephen King, but mm-hmm. like Shirley Jackson. I mean, it's just. Everybody that was dark, you know, to Capote, um, especially if they were Southern and dark. Right. I was just drawn, drawn to them. Yeah. And uh, I remember that we, we, um, in English class in like 10th grade, we read the lottery and a lot of people were just like, oh my God, you know, that's terrible by Shirley Jackson. And uh, I thought, man, this is the coolest. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, well, and I was, I was kind of the same way. There were a lot of people that, you know, read the books of blood that were just like, oh my God, that was like, this is a masterpiece. Um, So yeah, man. Well, listen, um, I know it's not a real long interview. Uh, I just appreciate you coming on. I want to get your name out there to as many people as we can. Um, our TikTok has over 300,000 views, so hopefully we can gain you some new fans. I, appre- oh, I, so. I appreciate you being kind enough to come on the show, and I hope you and your family have a, a great holiday. And um, thanks again from Jake in the uh, darkroom, man. Oh, man, no problem. Like I said, thanks, thanks for having me. Absolutely love your show, so, you know. Hopefully I can uh, turn some people your way, too, and we can mutually visit hey, each other. Hey, that's always a good thing, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Jake, this is Satan. I have never had chocolate syrup eaten out of my ass.
Jake, you sexy motherfucker. Ride my pony. All right, it's uh, it's Jake back um, with uh, another interview. An interview that, much like m every interview that I've done so far, I have forgotten where it was going to be and how to contact them and all of that fun stuff. So, um, welcome to the darkroom um, and tell us all about you and who you are and why you have a fun British accent. Hey, um, my name's Lisa Hayden. I'm an author and a singer-songwriter. Um, I have a book out, uh, which is called Unprecedented Times, which is a first year trilogy, so there should be another two on the way. Um, and I've also got a few songs on Spotify and all the other major streaming platforms. And I'm from Birmingham in the UK, hence the English accent. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say uh, about that, uh, other than it's... Um, it's um it's very difficult to comprehend. Um, I just got off the phone with another author who was from Alabama who also had quite a interesting accent. So this is going to be the accent uh, episode. Um, so I noticed you because on, on Twitter, every single day without fail, you do a writer's lift. Yes. Um, I, I, I think that social media is a as a very using culture and people very much out there to promote themselves and I just wanted to be the opposite of that and I wanted to support other people so I do a, a daily writers list so that I can share other people's work and include other people who perhaps don't want to share their work because they don't want to show off to just encourage them to you know show us what they've been putting their their hard work and their time and their heart into I mean, I, th I think that that is a, a great spirit to have. You know, I, I have kind of wish-washy feelings about writer lifts, um, but the fact that you're willing to push other people and support other people above yourself, because, I mean, it's daily. I mean, it's always there. Um, and I, I think that, that that dedication to helping others is something that I um, that's inspiring. Thank you. Uh, to be to be honest, it's been very beneficial for me because it's allowed me to connect with people and to build nice relationships with people, and it's allowed me to gain quite a good following base um, in the three years that I've been on Twitter or X. No, yeah, I mean, of course, it, you know, of course, it's a networking issue as well. I mean, of course, that that's you know the beautiful part about it. Um, but real quickly, I I want you to let everybody know about where they can get your book, uh, you know, if you have a website, etc. Yes, um, I have a website, uh, so you can go to lisamariehaven.com and uh, all my links are on there. You can follow me on social media, so on X and on um, Instagram, my username is lisamariehaven, and in my bio there will be a link tree, and that's got all my links to my website, um, Amazon, which is where my books available, and all the music streaming platforms that uh, currently um, have my music on there. Um, so I'm quite widely available. I'm also on TikTok and Facebook. Um, so, and I've also got um, my own city channel. I do my own gifts. Um, they have almost 60 million views. So the link to that is also on there too. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, our, uh, my little TikTok has grown to 
about 300,000 views, um, and we definitely promote the podcast on the TikTok. So my hope is that we can bring you some new attention, some new fans, and get your work out there because you put a lot of work into getting other people's work out there. I appreciate that. That would be fantastic because I've got to be honest, TikTok is one of the platforms that I haven't really focused on because I've found such a fantastic community on X and I've really wanted to support the people that I've found there and then also on Instagram. So it's difficult to, to run a lot of social media platforms. So TikTok is one that's sort of fallen a little behind for me. I've only got sort of a thousand followers. Well, I mean, and, and here's the deal, to be honest with you. Uh, I love to, to kind of pat myself on the back with the TikTok thing, but it was an accident. You know, I don't. I, I posted some stuff up there, and it went wild, and I was like, whoa, hey, this is pretty cool. So um, I'm glad that you're getting into it, and um, I'm really using it to try to promote other people as much as I am myself. So well, That's fantastic. I'll come and join you on TikTok. Um, could you repeat that, please? That, that sounds fantastic, so I'll have to come and join you on TikTok. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast or if you've listened to it or not, but um, it's really not a horror podcast. It's a, it's a comedy podcast that's dressed up like a horror podcast. So before I let you off the phone, it would be insane of me if I didn't ask you... Um, if you happen to see Jillian Anderson around any time, will you just tell her that I worship her and uh, want to um, want to uh, kiss her feet? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. But yes, I will, of course, tell her that. That, that would be fantastic. Well, I have to told her that I love her, of course. I've got to get that in first. I mean, uh, hey... Uh, what as long as the message gets there i'm 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 fair game um i want to thank you so much for uh for taking the time out i know it's what like twelve thirty at night there um um for taking the time to hang out with us for a few minutes and uh, i'm sorry for all the confusion and um we'll put all your info that we can up on the site and let everybody know that you have uh, been in the uh, hot seat on the Darkroom podcast. That'd be fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You as well. I have no idea what she said that whole time. None. I think I heard website, maybe. Do check her profile out. She's a sci-fi writer, a singer, and a songwriter, and a very good person. Her website is www.lisamariehayden.com. Go check her out, follow her, and like her stuff. She deserves it. Are you an indie music horror band? Do you want your music heard by a horror-hungry audience? Send your promo piece to the Dark Room Podcast. Full rights retainment, and we don't distribute your information to any third party. You're rock solid. Let's shake that room. Hellish love, Lucifer.
going to spend a few minutes here on uh, I know things are really different now than when I was in a band you know when I was in a band getting on the radio was like the you know that's the ultimate deal get on radio fucking rock stars or getting you know there wasn't even internet you know I, th- I think I think that we had a MySpace I mean that's that's where that was like cutting edge technology shit so it's not as exciting anymore to get on the radio or to be on an internet show However, it's still important for your career. I did PR for a long time, and listen, we invite all bands to send their music. Like, I don't care if you're country, polka, rap. I'm not, not a huge rap guy, but I we'll do it. We really like horror-themed music, you know? It doesn't have to be, though. If you're in a band and you want your song on the show, just send us a damn song, and we'll play it. I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, I'm not the same person I used to be, you know, 20 years ago. I'm not going to research you and research the things that you do and yada yada yada. i'm gonna throw you on the show so people can hear you that's the extent of my um my effort anymore just i'm giving a platform to put you on you know you're we're gonna be on spotify and mixcloud and spreaker and you get heard by people who probably may never hear you otherwise so it's really easy to be a you know a hell band just uh send your music in we'll put it on also wanted to let you guys know i am super excited that uh Hess has agreed to finish Witch Axe, um, which is the first book I wrote after my 10-year hiatus. And it's a really good book. It's got it's one of the most coolest dead-end twists I've ever come up with. Um, and, and it's more kind of X-Files than it is horror. There's definitely some horrific shit in there. Hey, somebody wants to fucking talk to me, I guess. You know, don't worry about the fact that I'm doing an interview or anything or talking on my podcast. You just text away, motherfucker. Anyway, so yeah, Hess is going to finish that up, and I'm excited about that. Really excited. Now, I don't know when it's going to come out. It may take her all year. I don't know. Uh, so it may come out in uh, 2025. I don't know. It's, I know that she has a books of her own to write, and she's really busy doing the podcast, and you know, she, this woman is fucking... I don't know. She multitasks like a goddamn octopus. Incredible. So Witch Axe will finally come out in its proper form, properly edited, formatted, and with with Hess's spin on things. So um, I'm very, very excited for that because I love it. It's a good book. And the cover's phenomenal. She's done a really good job with the cover. Um, Kill Vela 3 coming out uh, January 1st, by the way. Um, it's a big boy. I finally... Uh, finally concreted um, the stories that are going to be in there and the order they're going to be in there. It's kind of blow your mind. It's got so much variety to it. It's going to be the biggest Kilvella. I believe it's going to be sitting at around 40,000 words, which for a Kilvella book is uh, huge. Um, so this will also be the last Kilvella. Uh, one, two, three, we're done. Uh, then I have the uh, Six Cities compilation coming out in 24, which is for young adults i thought i would try to make some books that kids friends could read or you know something that won't ruin the lives of children and also just because i i like uh the challenge of it most of my dedication in 24 is going to be to return to cinder which is the uh the second story in the family of dog series which harvest is one return to cinder is number three or number two then if I can squeeze it in, I'm going to do The Vine, which is a vampire story. I've never done vampires. So my year is basically going to be taken up with Return to Cinder and uh, The Six Cities. 
in the vine if I can get around to it. And hopefully um, Hess will um, work on Witch Axe and keep us all updated on that because that's going to be pretty big. I'm stoked about that. And then, um, of course, you know, the podcast will continue. And I am putting this on the podcast so everybody can hear it. If you have a store, if you have any kind of event, and you're within traveling distance, I would love to come do a book signing or, you know, a stand-up routine. I do both. Um, and sell some books and talk to people about mental health and stuff like that. So I just got a special surprise, so hang tight. Someone please buy a book so he will shut the fuck up. Well, bummer, man. It looked like, uh, for a second there, it looked like uh, Greg from Age of Fire was going to be able to uh, drop in. But he's still out on the road and uh, can't make it tonight, and that's totally cool. Greg is another one of those guys that uh, actually uh, is out rocking the world, so um, it's cool. We will get him on the show, for sure. Great dude. Great people. I don't really have anything left to talk about and i've still got what are we at uh 122 and i got like eight minutes so i'm gonna throw in a bonus song because all i have left to say is i hope you guys have a good holiday and uh be kind to each other and i want to uh repeat it over and over again podcasts much like sex are much more fun with a partner so interact Write us. Tell us what you want. Tell us faster, slower, harder, all that stuff. Let us know. And then also, I'm going to repeat, uh, we don't talk a lot about the books, once again, on uh, the show, but every time you buy a Kindle copy of a Jake Bannerman book, 100% of the proceeds go to mental health and suicide prevention charity. 100%. I don't get a dime. I don't get a penny. I get nothing. It goes to charity. So that's important. So get into that. Uh, Here's some music, and then... Uh, since I won't be talking to you again, have a great holiday. Enjoy your loved ones. Try not to kill them. Give your kids things that make them smile. That, you know, it's part of the deal, man. Kids, big deal. Um, thanks to everybody um, who supports the show. I appreciate you. And I uh, hope you guys have a great day, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Here's some music in the end of the show. Have a good one. Wake up. Be kind. Kick ass. Repeat. Want to be heard around the world? Leave a message on the telephone at plus one. 405-595-0083. I will make sure Jake doesn't call and hit on your mom. Friends. 
If you've enjoyed your time in our unholy sanctuary and wish to return, make sure to subscribe, rate, 
and leave a review. Your screams, I mean, your support, helps us keep the nightmares alive. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, handles Horror Inc. Jake, and the thedarkroom.podcast, and on TikTok with the handle Horror Inc. And visit our website, www.jake-bannerman.com, for exclusive content and get a chance to be a guest in this very room. Until then, keep the lights off and your fears on. Signing off from the dark room, where your prayers may not save you, but they'll certainly entertain us. Good night and sweet screams.